welcome back to Fan Picked Fanfics. Today we're not talking about My Hero Academia. Shocking, I know, I know. Today we are reading a Percy Jackson fanfic I adored back when I used fanfiction.net a ton. I hope you enjoy it just as much as I did back when I first read it. This fic is rated mature, so be prepared for that. I was not when I first read it and ignored warnings like the dumb teen I was. This fanfic is titled Percy Jackson and the Ghost King, and I am not even going to try to pronounce the author's username because it is a long one. You'll find it in the description. <laughs> the fandom is obviously Percy Jackson and the Olympians slash Heroes of Olympus. This fanfic was written prior to Trials of Apollo, so keep that in mind. It is a Percy Jackson and Nico D'Angelo fanfiction. I honestly love it, and I love the ship. You can judge me, I don't care. Fanfiction.net is weird with word count because it has to include things like author's notes and response to comments, but overall this story is over the length of the novel. This fanfic deals with Hades splitting Nico's soul into different pieces and Percy going on a quest to collect all the pieces and slowly falling for Nico along the way, and I remember it nostalgically, and I honestly haven't reread it since I started doing this. I just have it in the list of fanfictions I want to cover on this, and I was like, gonna do that one, because I remember it to be good. So, when I read this chapter, I'll be reading it for the first time in a long time, along with you guys hearing it for maybe the first time. Hope you enjoy! Chapter 1. Water is Silence the water was deafening. The water was silence. Percy opened his sea-green eyes and stared towards the surface. He was in shallow water. It was only eight feet deep, and it wasn't too dark. Streams of light from the afternoon sun made their way under the surface, making the water that it touched warm. For a son of Poseidon, being underwater was as natural as breathing, and Percy took full advantage of that. Being under the sea's steady pressure was the only thing that could help him think. And that was something he didn't really get a chance to do these days. How could he think with all the responsibilities that he had gained over the years? He watched over the camp, training the new demigods, and keeping the bond between Camp Jupiter and Camp Half-Blood strong. It was a lot to handle, but he wouldn't have it any other way. He had been doing it for so long now, it came as easily to him as breathing underwater did. After the war against the Titans and the war against Gaia, things had settled down quite a bit. The camps continued to coexist, and demigods were still given quests to keep the monster population in check. And before he knew it, Annabeth was leaving to go live in Camp Jupiter so she could go to college. And Percy was left alone to his own devices. At first, they talked often when they were apart. And then when Percy's duties kept him away, and Annabeth's classes became more demanding. They eventually decided to call it off. They were still friends, and they talked every now and then, but it wasn't the same as before. Percy did miss Annabeth. They had made it through Tataris together, 
Something like that wasn't just forgotten about easily. But they were at different parts of their lives, and instead of dragging it out, they ended it so they could both move on. He thought he would be upset, but truthfully, looking back, she was his first love, but they were children. They were bound to find different paths to follow. Percy did try to date again, but it never really worked out. He was always so busy that he would end up ignoring whoever he was dating at the time, or even, embarrassingly enough, forgetting him or being late for dates. And now, at the age of 25, Percy was sure his love life was not something that was meant to be. And here, the gods promised to make his love life interesting. Someone approached the edge of the water. Percy could sense the blood flowing through the person's body. Yeah, that was something new that developed over the years. At one point, he had been scared at how much his powers were growing. But now he just went with it. If a new ability showed up, he trained and controlled and harnessed it. He sighed. Could you even do that underwater? And kicked off the bottom of the ocean floor, making it to the surface in record time. Jason was standing on the shore. His hands were stuffed in the pockets of his gray sweater, which probably meant it was cold. The water temperature didn't affect Percy, even in the fall. But his friends still thought he was crazy for swimming at this time of year anyway. He swam to shore. As soon as he was standing on the sand, he wheeled the water off of him. And he his jeans and orange camp t-shirt completely dry. Hey man, Jason ran up and clapped him on the shoulder. You've been in there for three hours now. Is everything okay? Percy looked up at the sun, and sure enough, it was starting to dip below the horizon. Everything's fine, he said. I was just thinking. He stared back towards camp, Jason following silently behind him. There was a time where someone would laugh and make a quip about him thinking too hard, but after being the leader of the camp for almost eight years, people finally came to understand he wasn't as stupid as he looked. So, why did you come get me? There's nothing wrong back at camp, is there? Percy asked him. No, nothing's wrong. Piper was just concerned that you missed up again. She's always worried about you these days. Should I be jealous? Percy laughed and pushed him gently. Ever since Jason made himself a permanent resident at Camp half he and Percy had become best friends. Jason was the second-in-command and a sturdy pillar to lean on. Piper had become like an advisor to him after Annabeth left. And, not that he would like to admit it, but she was there emotionally after his breakup with the daughter of Athena. And Leo, he shook his head at the thought. Leo was someone he could always go to if he needed to be cheered up. The guy was like a ball of energy, and his girlfriend Calypso was no better. He did miss Hazel and Frank. They were still at Camp Jupiter, and from what he heard, they were doing just fine. He missed the awkward couple, but he still kept in touch with them as much as possible. He resisted the urge to run his fingers along his SPQR tattoo. It burned every time he thought of Camp Jupiter, like it was trying to call him back there. There was one person he hadn't seen in forever, and that was the one and only elusive Nico D'Angelo. After the war with Guy was over, Nico stuck around long enough to make sure that camp was stable before telling Percy his secret and disappearing like the shadows he traveled in. His secret, which Percy had caught on to long before Nico worked up the courage to tell him, was the fact that he was gay. Percy knew that, but what he didn't know was the 14-year-old boy had a crush on him. That surprised him, and if anything, it made him sad. He felt bad that Nico had obviously beat himself up over his feelings, and Percy had gone on without noticing it. It must have been painful to hold something like that in. And then, when Nico had gone and finally confessed his feelings, Percy did the dumbest thing he could have done. He went speechless. His mouth wasn't able to form any words to reply. 
It wasn't out of disgust, but more of surprise. But Nico took it in the worst possible way. Then he disappeared from the Sorpha's world. Percy had no doubt that the son of Hades was down in the underworld somewhere, brooding. Not even Hazel had seen him. At least, that's what she told Percy. More than anything, he wanted to make up with Nico. They had been friends once, and even with all the betrayals and heartache, he enjoyed his company. But if Nico wanted to hide away in the underworld, there was no way Percy could go after him. Not only was it impossible, he had no desire to beget the wrath of Hades. Percy, hello! Percy jumped as Jason poked his ribs. Sorry, he said, trying to get his bearings. I was lost in thought again. He was surprised to see that they were already standing in front of his cabin. He couldn't even remember walking across the camp. Thinking about Nico again? Jason asked in a slight tone. Percy frowned at him. What's it to you, Grace? Jason smiled at him, trying to act cute. Oh, nothing. I was just wondering. You see, you get this dreamy look in your eyes every time we think about him. Jason was lucky he had learned to teleport. How cool was that? Because Percy would have punched him if he hadn't moved out of the way. The smiling fool waved at him from thirty feet away and yelled, Don't deny your feelings! We all know you have a big gold crush on Nico. With his point, nay, he skipped off before Percy could chase after him and beat the crap out of him. Percy grumbled and opened the door to his cabin. He didn't even bother taking off his clothes as he collapsed on the bed and closed his eyes. He resented the fact that Jason thought he had a crush on Nico. The last time he had seen the guy was eight years ago. He probably changed as much as Percy had. It wasn't even a crush. Sure, he thought about Nico a lot. And wondered where he was. And what he looked like now. Ugh. He rolled over and buried his face into his pillow. He was 25 years old, and he liked girls. Well, okay, maybe his Greek jeans made him more open to looking at other guys, but it wasn't really his fault. With those last comforting thoughts, he allowed himself to drift off. And he was immediately tugged into a dream. He was sitting on his bed, in his cabin, and for some reason the lights were all off. But even in the darkness, he could make out the shadowed figure of Hades leaning against the wall opposite to him. The god of the underworld looked almost like the corpses he ruled over. His black hair was brushed and was shoulder length. It stood out against his skin and was so white, it resembled something that looked more like alabaster stone rather than living flesh. His black robes billowed out around him like silk. The tortured faces of evil souls stared at Percy like they were accusing him of something. But the worst thing was Hades' eyes. They were black as Stiganarm that Percy had often seen him wear, and there was a dangerous glint in his eyes. You weren't sure if you were looking in the eyes of a genius or a madman. Great. This looks like the start to every nightmare I've ever had. I hadn't read that in a long time, and it's really hidden differently now that I'm older. I don't even know what to think, to be honest. That wasn't the full first chapter, but it was over halfway done. This fanfic holds a lot of nostalgia for me, and it's really good. You should read it if you like Percy Jackson and you're able to handle the mature content warning. It's fun, and it carries the atmosphere of adventure that the Percy Jackson books held for me growing up. My Twitter and YouTube is ERWeAreArts. My TikTok is ERWeAreArt. My Instagram is BluebellErin. And you can join my Discord for more fanfic fun. I hope you have a fantastic day and have a happy time reading. Mm -hmm.